Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's up, good people? <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, Let's Be Brutally Honest. If you are new to us, my name is Nick Rochelle. And I am the lovely Carla Rochelle. <laughs> and we are... A married couple. <laughs> Ooh, babe, you sound like you're feeling good today. Girl, you know, I just did my hair well. Yes, and you look amazing. Thank you. Baby. I love that you just, you know, been playing around with your hair and experimenting. And it makes sense why um, you didn't reattach your locks. Yeah, it's like I know how to. I'm not saying I'm a hairstylist, mm-hmm. but you know, when I was in high school, I thought about doing cosmetology. I took cosmetology class. Mm-hmm. And um, then I had a Deso Raven moment, <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to be standing up on my motherfucking feet yeah, all day. Yeah. I, at an early age, yes. I was like, is this what I really want to do? Especially when I used to go to the hair shop, kind of see the hairdressers not really getting their yeah. hair done because they doing everybody else hair. Yeah. So I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to do that, but I did pick up on a few little skills. Yeah, you got to have those that's so raven moments. Um, I even remember not to get off too far off topic. When I was younger, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do when I got out of high school. One time I was like, I want to be a, a massage therapist. Oh, I thought about that you too, did? girl. Yes. So, okay, what was the that's so raven moment that made you just be like, eh? Girl, I was just like, okay, so I had a moment of everybody not clean yes. i didn't want to smell people body odor and then the other thing is i was like who wants to be breaking their knuckles over yes. somebody back and working them like that because i know when i say deep tissue what i want i'm like shit unless i'm doing one massage a day that ain't gonna work for me yeah it's like i think <laughs> i'm and personally just to be honest i think i was just being a little hornball uh, yeah I, i'm so serious and it's just i know that's just so wrong but i think i was just I was just picturing myself massaging just beautiful women the whole time but then I had to realize I'm gonna have big burly men coming in big burly women coming in well no I mean okay so this would have been back in the day but you know how they have those massage those masseuses that you said I could never um get I believe they oh. only focus on a certain gender. Oh, yeah. She talking about, y'all. She talking about having a big football player looking dude <laughs> fold her ass like a pretzel and massage her like the hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. That's too sick. y'all. Me and Nick, we saw this one dude giving this girl a massage. I said, I ain't going to lie. That shit look good as hell. And then Nick was like, yeah, he just warming her up. I said, babe, what if you were sitting in the room? I couldn't Hell get no massage. No. <laughs> Hell no. Not one of them. Mm-mm, not one of them. But um, it's uh, today is Sunday and it is cold as a bitch outside. Man, cold as what? Hell. It's like 30 some degrees. Yeah. And my wise ass decided to go to the dog park, freezing my fucking knuckles off with Nikki. It's cold as hell out there. You know it's cold when the white people start wearing their hats and their gloves and they uh they yeah. coats and shit like that. You know it's cold. And it's crazy because what two days ago it was just seventy eight or something like that outside. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, but I think look, I said I won't get too far off topic, but I did. But um, back to the hair. So um, the reason why I brought up Carla's hair is because I made the decision to reattach my locks. Um, we cut them off. Me and Carla, we cut our locks off like three and a half years ago. I don't know something. I don't yeah. remember the time frame, but we did do a video on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on um, our I vlog took, channel, I took my locks to a cleanse. Um, and I really was in the right headspace to be like, you know what? I, I do want my hair back. Um, I was growing them since high school, and you know, I I don't think I. <sighs> I don't think I, I, I'm i the type to like playing in my hair like that. Trying to figure out what styles I'm going to do. You have two different pe- people on yeah. this world. You got people who like don't mind playing in their hair. and yeah. try, Even That's when Carla me. had locks, she liked to put them in styles and shit. 
I just keep my shit real basic. And I was starting to walk around like with an afro that wasn't given and them cornrows. I was like, you know what? These ain't given either. <laughs> so I got my locks back and I'm loving them. I'm, I'm excited. They twisted up long as fuck. And I'm just happy. Yeah, you know, I didn't I realize these to- most this, this long sitting in a to- on the toilet. Trying to make sure these mugs don't you go in there. You just forgot, yes. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you forgot how long your hair was. So I can imagine not having it for so many years yeah. and then putting all that hair on you. It's like, oh my God, I Hell got to get yeah. used to maneuvering this again. Even trying to like just do things like cooking and just, uh, it's like I have to adjust to moving around with these things again. But they are some good pillows in the tub. <laughs> You put it in the bonnet you lay back oh man good pillow yeah yeah i um well i want to tell you uh-huh. um well everybody so nick for those of you all that watched the vlog when um nick when we showed that she was going to reattach her hair and um nick made she was like i asked her i said are you gonna let somebody else do it and she said no i'm gonna let my wife do it (laughs) yeah i'm telling y'all nick she just uh, she's like the best i don't know like the best person i can have because you know how sometimes you really are not like i know i know how to do stuff right Mm -hmm. but i know i'm not like licensed right so i know it's not gonna be probably like as crisp as a licensed person would be but when you was just like i got faith in you i know you can do it and i was like oh lord like okay let me just go back and refresh my mind like i know how it's supposed to go but let me just watch a video to make Mm -hmm. sure i got the right thing in mind and it actually turned out really good really good like carla it's like me and carla for years we just be we talk about just different things that we have to work out of and like just discovering how brilliant carla's brain really is (laughs) like i'm always pointing out shit because sometimes i think she'd be low-key sleeping on herself like um even down to her kids um sierra who's like uh, went to Tuskegee and had a high GPA. I don't know what it was. Girl, all I know was like a four point. It was something. It was over four point. Yeah. Y'all in chemical engineering and, you know, all this good stuff. And, you know, often I would hear her say, oh, you know, her ex-husband, he has one of them type of brains. But I'm like, uh-uh, we can't give him all the credit. Your brain is amazing. Like, some, Carla is an engineer. <laughs> she just don't have the degree like her brain the way she comes up with like if i'm going through something trying to figure something out she's like babe why don't you just take this and put that like that and do this and i'd be like what the fuck why didn't i think of that <laughs> her brain is fucking amazing so i know and i don't even know how it happens it just happened and i'm thankful that i do have it yeah. but i just wanted to let you know that i really appreciate you of for course. that i don't even know like if you would have not challenged me I wouldn't even know that I was capable of doing that. Of course, yeah. yeah. But you know, I love challenging you all the I time. Know. <laughs> but I'm glad that um, we get to um, be in this position where we can just show people what a genuine beautiful relationship look like you know what i'm saying so and the reason why i'm just going to segue into what we're the main i guess topic of this entire podcast because we're going to be talking about a lot of different just relationships um we had somebody reach out into our dm about just something fucked up we're going to talk about that um the uh the goddamn zoe and how he's just I don't know I what hear he's looking for a husband. Yeah. But he's looking through the um DL men. Yep, and the recent Grams and Avery publicity stunt that they just did. Uh, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they were doing or trying to do, but we'll even like graze over that. Um but uh I want to start off with reading this DM that I got from I'm assuming a young lady. Uh she said, "Hey Nick and Carla, I watch y'all videos all the time." But I need some advice. So I'm 17 and I'm dating a 20 year old woman and she has a gun and she sometimes threatens me and I don't know what to do because I love her a lot. Please get back to me. Yeah. So, um, and, and for 
those that don't know we do have an option where you can um go to our website um nick and carla um, com, and you can actually write in um if it's something that you want to want us to discuss mm-hmm. on the podcast um this situation here i was hoping i had a little bit more detail mm-hmm. but because again i think this is a situation where someone is young mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we've all been there yeah. and it's just a simple fact that they didn't even go into detail about anything it's the fact that they had to hurry up and mention the gun which worries me because that means that there is some type of fear there regardless of how much they love them Mm -hmm. so if there's some type of fear there you should not be fearful in your relationship so me personally when i um when i heard that i'm like they need to get out of that relationship and then the other thing it made me think about was taco um that relationship she said she had with that girl that was in the service and the girl and she said she loved the girl you know she said the girl didn't look all that but then she said the girl started hitting her when the girl got mad and it caught her off guard guard and i think that's the last situation you want to be in where somebody pop off and hit you and you're kind of like what the fuck because if you sit back and accept it they're gonna be like i'm sorry and then they're gonna try your ass again yep right but if you stand up for your motherfucking self and be like you got me fucked up you know and and walk away from the shit or before that like now is clearly there's already red flags so you don't even need to sit around for the hit but what's fucked up about it is with her being 17 those red flags she don't know probably don't know how to identify they like pink like taco said yeah she don't know how to identify him yet because she don't have that experience right but the thing is why is she fearful why did she have to say she have a gun because that girl putting fear in her exactly now i don't know what the situation is with the parents but oftentimes what happens is when you're young and a lot of times when we're young we are looking for love right we're looking for love but we don't realize that we still have some work to do where we need to learn how to love ourselves, so that we're not looking for that love Mm -hmm. so whether it be it was a lack somewhere in the childhood something you know what i'm saying because i've been there before and i think that it was because like my parents they wasn't very touchy emotional they just didn't do that type of stuff they was kind of hardcore so when i started finding somebody that i felt like i liked it's kind of like i didn't realize when i had one moment but i didn't truly realize like now you need to leave that alone i was still playing around with the fire a little bit because i was young and i didn't know what love was i had never witnessed it in my life because growing up i told you i always witnessed bad relationships as far as either abusive cheating i didn't know what it felt like or what it meant to be in love so when i started feeling it i was like okay but then when something made me feel like this not right yeah i knew i was like okay this motherfucker crazy that's what i would be saying in my head yeah. And it took one time for this guy I was dating to show out on me. And my friend was like, hell no. She said, you need to motherfucking leave this motherfucker crazy. I said, he act like he crazy. He ain't that damn crazy. He know not to put his motherfucking hands on me. He can break up everything up in this bitch if he want to, long as he don't fucking touch me. But then he did get mad enough and he touched me. See, the thing that uh, concerns me also about this person is um, they said they got a gun, but I love them so much. So let's say, for example, if, if, a, if someone tried to be a, if you tell them that they need to leave, do we trust that they really going to leave if they love that person? They feel like they love that person so much. That'd be the, the thing that be fucking people up it's soul ties i guess shit like that you yeah. know they made love fell in love with each other is it when a person is in love like that it's hard for them to leave toxic shit it's even harder to me 
<laughs> I guess because I've never truly been in love with a man but I know when I fell in love with a woman mm-hmm. I felt like that shit was toxic as hell you mm-hmm. know especially because it was just like some of the shit she was doing just being manipulative yeah. but I had fell in love with this person before that shit came out so I guess the question is shit how much do you love yourself yeah. to her like how much do you love yourself you but say she, you love her but it seemed like you love her more than you love yourself yeah but some people babe they feel like <clears throat> they love themselves. you know it's like <clears throat> excuse me some people feel like I know I love myself. I know I can find somebody else. But for whatever reason, it's like they still have blinders on when it comes to that current situation they're in. They can't see. You know how they say you can't see um, the forest when you're actually like when you're in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. Like you can't even see the trees like what's going on because you're in the midst. And what happens is we start making excuses for a person or we start saying, well, they're good at this, but they do this. And we don't know if this person is taking care of them financially. Mm -hmm. We don't know if this 17, if this person that's 17, if they have their family where they can just leave and walk away we don't know if this is her place where they stand or if it's the other person place we don't know if they we don't even know if they live together at this point but it to me it makes me feel like a threat has been put out there yeah the reason she even brought the gun up yeah like you shouldn't be getting threatened in your relationship yeah, you should not feel fear like that now i think what i would um first and foremost i did look up and i uh on google and i noticed that there's a domestic violence hotline so you just simply google domestic violence hotline and the number will pop up I'm not really sure what that hotline does, but they may be able to give uh, alternate options uh, than what me and my wife give on how to properly leave a domestic violence relationship. But me personally, in my opinion, if I had to give any advice, I would say you need to transition out of that relationship. You need to get the fuck away. But um I guess the question is like, what's the appropriate way to, I was like, I think this person needs to be alone. I think this person needs to figure out who they are, do like go through shadow work, you know, shit like that. Maybe therapy or something. Yeah. I was going to say, but they're 17. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about me, which you do have some people that mature early and they understand what that means to do like self-reflection and look at themselves and see what needs to change. But when I was 17, I'm going to let you know now, I wasn't there when I was 17. So, and I think that's why they're reaching out. Maybe they don't know. Maybe it's something It's something that's going on. I, I wish I had more information, but just based off of what we have, the only thing I can say is, they definitely need to get out of the relationship and yes counseling would be a good thing but we don't know like if they have the ability to do Shit, that with her being or- 17 <laughs> like you know what i'm saying um i think like health care for kids because she's still a child right you know a lot of times that shit that comes um like free or really cheap i'm just or she could be on her parents i don't know um i just again what do you think is the next best step for her i think the next best step is to really if she's not really sure i don't know if she just know the person have a gun and that's what's putting fear or if it's something obvious that has happened to me it feels like something has happened if something has happened I say you need to get out of the relationship because again, you should not be inferior. I always say it's your job to make your mouth, your mate feel secure in the relationship. It said that sometimes the 20 year old, sometimes she threatens me. It said that I don't know what to do because I love her a lot. Please get back to me. Yeah. So it's like, she's trying to put fear in her. Yeah. It's like, so, so the question is what to do what do she need to do um i know she needs to get out of there that's easier said i'm even thinking about a situation with my little sister my little sister who's married to her husband 
this is when they were kind of younger or whatever they got into a situation and you know my little sister called my mama crying and then my mama called me and you know I'm all the way down in Alabama and they wanted me to drive all the way up to Indiana to get her and then bring her down so she could stay with me. I guess that was her wanting to maybe get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. She came down with me, you know, took a little break. And I guess they talked. Maybe he laid it on thick to her. And then he came right on down and picked her back on up and went on up there. I'm just thinking about all the money, all the time that I spent to go and get her for her just to go back. <clears throat> Why? Because she loved her. I mean, love him. Yeah. And it's like. I guess she has to get to a point to where she values herself, her self-worth and put that over uh, trying to be in love with someone. Yeah. Or, you know, trying to feel love. Maybe she don't know what, like you said, she don't know what it feel like. Yeah. She needs to just take time and spend time with herself. Now, one thing that helped me, this is because I was a type of person. I didn't know how to be alone where that stemmed from. I have no idea. But I just know I was the type when I get out of, get out of a relationship, I want to hop in a relationship with somebody else until I got to a point because I had been in some really fucked up places. The white girl, I had went to jail because of her. And then I'm with this other girl and I'm like, damn, I didn't give myself time to breathe, but I'm gonna go ahead and play this out and see how it play out. Um, but when she started acting up and doing some fucked up things because of my self-worth, because I love myself, because I know that I'm a good catch. I said, I need to find something else to focus on. And what I, what helped me, because I like companionship, I got my dog, Nikki, at four weeks. And she's nine years old now. But then also another thing that helped me is I kept myself distracted with a hobby. Surely there's aspirations you have. Surely there are dreams that you have that you want to accomplish in this life. Maybe focus on that. And if you need companionship, get a fucking pet. Yeah. But you need to be I think she needs to be alone for a little while. Yeah. And I think um maybe she needs to um do some type of searching and like you said just gain an understanding of yeah. who they are, where that void is mm-hmm. and try to understand it so that they can fix it themselves and they won't be looking for somebody else to fix and i think what a lot of people look over is the fact that you do truly attract who you are what you are and and this don't even mean you're attracting like a twin like for example if you're the type that don't know your worth or 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 you're weak or whatever you are nine times out of ten attract a predator you know what I'm saying? So you got to get yourself to a point where you can attract better. So nine times out of ten, I don't know what it is in you, of course, but whatever it is that's in you, you've attracted a person like this. Yeah. And you got to get yourself to a point where you love yourself so much, you know yourself worth so much that when you attract motherfuckers like that, that's going to be on some bullshit within the next three months or whatever, you'll already see that ahead of time and you won't even give them three months. Yeah. And we also have to remember it's people out here that they can watch people Mm -hmm. and they can know your demeanor. They can know when you don't have confidence. They can know when you have a lack of something and then they will come in and it'll seem like this person is saving the day when it's almost like it's a setup for failure yeah it's like a trap you're putting yourself in a trap so that's why it's important to learn how to love yourself i don't even remember what age i was at by the time i got i think it just took me getting to know myself you know it's something that just happens over time and it's like when you get to know yourself and you go through enough bullshit you kind of like you know what fuck this <laughs> you know i know who the fuck i am yeah. i know what the fuck i'm capable of that's what happened with me yeah but it took a minute for me to get there yeah i want to say i was well like into my 20s my mid 20s yeah. um by the time i was just like gloves off fuck you fuck all this bullshit you coming with i can do bad by my goddamn self and see but the <laughs> thing is it's like now i'm not saying everybody's gonna go through so what I'm saying, everybody's going to go through things. 
But the cool thing about living in the age of information, in the age of like where we're all connected, social media, you don't have to take years to learn from a certain mistake, like a common mistake at that. Yeah. Like if you're listening to Carla speak on her past relationships and me and other people, just take that and like skip skip that step. Skip the because again, I got into really bad fights. I had girl chasing me with a fucking butcher knife got locked up with one of them almost had domestic violence on my record which you can't do a lot of shit with that on your record you sure can't you know there's certain countries you can't go to if it's high enough yeah um carla pulling out a gun on her her boy um, boyfriend at the time and just all type of shit now i'm not saying you won't go through things but you can really save yourself from going through a lot of fucked up things if you just pay attention to other people and the mistakes they've made yeah i think they are paying attention they are that's why they reached out yeah because they know it's something that's not right about that situation yeah, yeah. just don't be the one to know it's something wrong and just keep just going back to it mm-hmm. just that's don't true. yeah because it's actually really dangerous uh me and carla we've actually been watching um <laughs> this show on netflix baby the show is called i am a stalker mm-hmm. and when i tell you when you just hear the stories of these people it just make us glad that we made it through a lot of that shit alive yeah because really when you think about it um you know how i always say friendships are kind of like relationships mm-hmm. it's like that one particular story um that we heard i honestly believe that girl was truly just trying to be a friend yeah and that has happened to me before being friends with somebody and then somehow y'all end up like seeming like y'all have a connection and then you realize like no this shit is not gonna work yeah um this is actually kind of some one topic we actually wanted to talk about on the podcast because this is something else that somebody could learn from by paying attention to this thing both me and carly used to do it or kind of did it so it was one uh story on there where it was this guy who worked at i think they worked at like a pizza shop or something together and the co-workers everybody just kind of bullied him you know what i'm saying like maybe because they felt like he was weird but her she want this girl in particular she wanted to be one of them types to like be the friend of the person getting bullied Mm -hmm. i'm not saying it's anything wrong with that but what i am saying is you got to be careful because a lot of times when you're dealing with somebody who is kind of getting like just fucked over by the world and bullied when you give them any type of little attention it may drive them crazy right because you don't even know what demons they're battling what they're dealing with from their childhood yeah and i think that was the case with this particular guy even though she was trying to be friends and she was trying to be like don't say that to him don't pick on him which i don't see as nothing wrong with that part it's not sticking up for him but it's the part what becoming friends yeah and doing showing them too much attention like um inviting them over your house and uh just giving them too much attention me and carla we actually had a um subscriber that we had to like really put some distance on because Mm -hmm. but we could see it from a mile away yeah because we had already been through certain things in our life um i used to try to be that type of person i was younger like befriend the the person getting bullied Mm -hmm. now again i don't see nothing wrong with sticking up for them but it's just you got to be careful with how you insert yourself into their life yeah and um this person they were getting a little stalkerish with me and carla um and then it's like once we kind of had to get to a point where we were ignoring them then it's like they got angry and we noticed weird things happening on social media and we was like it's probably them yeah but it's like you just you just gotta be careful yeah you gotta be careful you definitely do yeah so but um okay so y'all know nick said told y'all that we were going to be talking about relationships Mm -hmm. and um so my daughter she has this friend and the friend um confided in her i guess she's newly talking to um this guy and she found out that um i don't know somehow she ended up going through his phone y'all i don't know how that ended up happening and she 
found that um, he had a pros and cons list um, in his phone about her. And so my daughter, we had a conversation about it. And my daughter felt like, I guess some of the things that he listed as a con, my daughter was like, yeah, but those are things that can be worked on. And I was trying to explain to my daughter, to you, those are things that can be worked on. But us as people, we all have um, our boundaries. We all have things that it's kind of like we may deal with it. We may not deal with it. So I just wanted to, you know, get her to understand just because you feel like it's something workable, you can't expect somebody else to work with you because I don't want that to ever come up in, you know, just say, for instance, if she's talking to someone, I don't ever want that to come up. So um, <laughs> let me just give y'all an example. So one of the um, con, one of the cons was time management. And my daughter felt like, okay, well, that's something that can be worked on. I said, not necessarily. I said, because me, I'm the type of person, I don't like to be late. I don't care what it is that we're doing. Don't make me late, especially if we're going somewhere together. I have left family members. We're supposed to go somewhere together. I have gotten in my car and left their ass because they was being late. Sometimes that could be something that really irks somebody, especially if they're about their business. And babe, I remember when I first met you, I actually loved that about you. Um, how Punctual. when you when you had a studio session, you yeah. was just like on time, making sure you were there early. Mm-hmm. It's like people watch certain stuff like that. Yeah. And I'll never forget that one time I made you late. I felt so bad <laughs> because I had never, it was like you had never been late to my knowledge yeah, and I never. felt bad about it. So those are the things it's like, people have boundaries and I think we should do a better job of that regardless of who we meet in our life if you're trying to court them or not I don't think you should drop your boundary because you like someone and I think that's a lot of times what get us in certain situations and like you always say when you have sex that's when things really get complicated yes especially if the sex good yes and you just made me think about when we was talking about that show Mm -hmm. remember I said the same thing about that lady who had sex with this guy what a month within meeting him Mm -hmm. and then by the third month she didn't realize his ass was cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Fuck you. <laughs> That's why you have to be careful because, again, y'all, just think about all of these people that are causing a lot of sadness in the world. Just like with the mass shootings and all that, we walk around people like this every day. And it's possible for you to run into somebody like that. This lady, she ran into this guy at, what was it, Walgreens? Yeah. She went there to get some medicine, and they just so happened was on the same aisle. And he made a joke or something. And she said, she said, I'm not easily, what did she say? Um it's like almost like I don't she's, laugh easy yeah she's like I'm not easy to impress yeah but it was something about him she damn right it was yeah. something about him because he started stalking her ass yeah so that's what I'm and saying hold on the fuck the thing about that is when he was at Walgreens it was during the mess while he was stalking and fucking with another girl yeah he was yeah taking a break to go to Walgreens from fucking with somebody else but then when she came and inserted herself in his life he stopped fucking with the other girl and started fucking with her yes <laughs> So it's like you have to just make sure if you have certain boundaries or just say, for instance, if you do run across somebody and if they bring something to your attention, just because you feel like it's something like, oh, they should work with me on this. Okay, what if you're messy? And that's not something. And what if this person has OCD? You can't expect them to stick around and wait for you to get your shit together because you've been messing for 20 plus years. Yeah, it do be some girls like that. Like they try to present themselves as this perfect, clean type of girl. And then you get in a relationship with the person, with somebody and you scared to reveal who you really are. Yes. Which is a a messy monster. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, speaking of messy monsters and shit like that, what's give me the briefing on what's going on with Grams and Avery and and all that? Girl, not a damn thing. <laughs> and when I say not a damn thing, not a damn thing. Okay, so yeah, I know some of y'all I, people was hitting us up, and of course we was like, what? Personally, so this is what was going on. Mm-hmm. they um said that they broke up and um i guess first avery went live and she was supposedly crying i didn't see that live but this is what people were saying mm-hmm. and she was saying that um she had got hit and that she got went- hit i mean grams hit her yeah so um she socked her like she uh socked Lily in that one video. Yeah. So um the thing that that sealed the stake in the coffin for me though mm-hmm. was the reason why. So all of this happened was supposedly and I'm doing air quotes y'all. Y'all can't see these air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> supposedly they had just moved into this um this house the little mini mansion they got with them uh bedrooms yeah and um, like seven six seven bedrooms in it yeah at six and avery wanted to invite somebody over and supposedly grams didn't want to have company and they got into it over there i said this sound dumb as hell hold on hold on so okay what now the reason they broke up or they got into it is because Avery wanted to invite a friend over to do their hair and Grams didn't want to have company. I call bullshit. Oh, it was definitely yeah. bullshit. They, they was trying to get some uh some cloud or some what they got a new clothing line dropping or you know something. Some they, business they promoting or some shit like that. You can clearly tell this was not well thought out. Now, this is the YouTube <laughs> shit that I don't like, y'all. Now, you talking about want to tap dance on my motherfucking nerve and make me cuss you the fuck out. Yeah. This is the stuff that I don't like that people do in YouTube. It's like Easy Natalie type shit. Yes. Fake so, pranks. it's kind of like, go get a job if you need to pay your goddamn bills. Don't play with people's emotions. It's especially playing with domestic violence i think that's so fucked up for them and me personally if i was even if i was fucking with them to be fucking nosy just to see what the fuck gonna happen with them that itself would make me not fuck with them like you're not gonna play with my emotions and then come back like ta-da it was just a fucking game <laughs> no bitch i'm fixing to cancel your ass i saw sweet mom uh when i be saying i saw i really get all this information through my wife she stays on top of it by like checking out the discord and seeing what the ladies are saying in the discord but she was uh telling me about sweet mon how she um uploaded a video about it and then i see uh here on sweet mom's community section i'm looking at it right now Sweet mom, she just went in. She posted a picture of what is this? Lily next to uh, Avery with a clown. Uh, <laughs> 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 and I'm gonna read it. She said, "This was 16 hours ago." She said, "Enjoy that strap, Avery. Hopefully, the snow bunny residuals don't freeze that cat up." For your information, it's gonna get worse. Two years of misery wasn't enough. Well, I guess it was just Grams who was unhappy. After Avery said on a live that she wanted to take Grams on a date after the breakup, it confirmed enough for me. Most of y'all were right. Let's watch the shit show like the 2B relationship it is. Yeah, like when my wife first came to me and told me that grams and avery broke up i was like oh they still living with each other and she no, was because this i told you i said girl i said grams and avery trying to say they broke up but see me y'all one thing about discernment <laughs> discernment is not gonna let you down and i you gonna have to start pretty early they need to go ahead and start over in 2023 if they want to try to get over on somebody because they just ain't that damn smart so what they thought they was going to do a breakup and then everybody was going to be reacting to it i don't know i believe they probably thought they were going to get some views that was going to come in but i think the thing is 
grams already do too many clickbait titles that's what people say they mm-hmm. say they always clickbait yeah and um a lot of people just don't believe the shit when they put stuff out yeah like even when they said they got a six bedroom house you know people had stuff to say it's just like when you carry yourself a certain way it's the same way when we walk around in the world if you dress a certain way if you dress like you really didn't care for yourself that's how people are going to treat you whatever how the way that they are carrying on because everybody already not feeling them because of the original situation so when you do something like this you really put a bad taste in people's mouth it's like they're just not handling themselves with much class it's very trashy yeah it's like I think they're not thinking of it long term. They seem like the type to try to go out after quick bucks. Um, it's just even down to like when you came to me with the news, not that you believe that they broke up, but when you told me that they supposedly broke up, I was like, are they still living with each other? And then um, when you was like, yeah, I'm like, oh, did they ain't break up? And then uh, the fact that they just moved into this house, I, I mean, I, I don't understand the big house uh how that happened you Girl, know if they're gonna do a, to get a youtube a house. youtube house or but i was like um or if it's like a airbnb i don't know what the fuck but it would i don't know um they you said got- they had a two-door garage car garage and then it's just when people <laughs> i guess because the people who i observe who have money you know who are buying big houses like that everything is together you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Everything is just put together. It's in like a certain they just way. don't have their priorities right. It's the same way how when people said that they had the six bedroom house and they was pointing out she still don't even have a car yet. I was like, she still don't have a car yet, but y'all got a six bedroom. Yeah, house? it's like something is not right there. <laughs> it's like I'm just being serious. Um. And it's like you just got to be okay with being where you at and not trying to rush the process. It's even down to when we quit our truck driving job and we stayed in our travel travel trailer for a little while. That was the next best step for us. And it helped us, you know, continue to elevate to to live on our own because I'm in it for the long run. But when you start doing shit like that, like fake pranks and shit like that fucking with your your uh the your the emotions of your viewers people who you you know who who are helping support you mm-hmm. it's like how far would you go yeah i i i've already said me personally if it was me i couldn't even do it it's like when somebody end up asking me the other day something was going on in discord oh we was watching somebody who we was trying to see um if it was somebody who didn't need to be in discord and that person actually caught my attention that day too but i saw people talking about it and they was like what's up with this person so i kind of tapped in and was like yeah i kind of that person caught my eyes too and so they end up asking me have y'all heard about you know grants Avery?" i said yeah i said we not feeling it like i'm not like i already knew the shit was not real shit uh grams avery and the other one they probably are, they are definitely probably in the discord anyways they probably yeah. see well see the thing is i don't think they in that locked room though i mean and even if they is it don't matter that's why i say even if you're in the locked room you know don't be don't say too much that you don't mind getting out you know yeah but the thing is they still ain't got the balls to come in there and be like you, you remember when blah, uh, blah, blah. you remember when the old stud uh created all them fake pages yeah and was uh doing the fucking most yeah that right there again to that i am stalker that motherfucker right there is crazy on a whole nother motherfucking yeah. level yeah i already it's, told it's, you it's that. bitches like that crazy yeah. as fuck yeah i already told you that so y'all let me ask y'all this i can't even get it out because i'm laughing already so um y'all know they had the whole little situation with um drake and mig the stallion and um you know drake shoots slugs at mig and his little song or whatever and then it took us to watch a lovely t video and she was like they was just signing trying to get people to sign a petition the day before for the um what was it for them not to use rappers art 
their lyrics art um, against them in court um and i was just like what so when i heard that when lovely t was talking about it i actually said i don't agree with it and the reason i said i don't agree with them not using the lyrics well i had two thoughts i said i don't agree with it because i know that they have found caught some people from actually being bold enough to say in their lyrics and to give details and it was actually i guess things that had actually happened um in with these murders so like i feel like if you're murdering somebody then i feel like they should be able to use the lyrics now what i don't agree with is them harassing people over the lyrics so just say for instance we know some rappers some of the shit they say it ain't real some of the female rappers some of the shit they say we know that it's not real so i don't agree with them trying to harass anybody or fucking with people just because oh you said this in your song i don't agree with that but i think if it's something that's really close to a case that happened i feel like yes i feel like they should be able to use the lyrics but i was uh just talking to carl i think yesterday and i was asking i asked her i said how did it get so dark so fucking fast like that it's like don't get me wrong like the music has always talked about some really heavy shit like nwa you know niggas with attitudes all them um was it mystical master p lil wayne all that it just seemed like it just a switch had flipped like because we think about with tupac i mean he talked about the shit too but he also made brenda's got a baby and and shit yeah. like that yeah but it's like it just flipped and um and ironically i uh came across this uh tiktok with crazy bone and he talked about this and i was thinking about playing it okay. uh, for him i just wanted y'all to check out what he said after more than 20 years i finally decided to tell the world what i witnessed in 1991 which i believe was one of the biggest turning points in popular music and ultimately American society I have struggled for a long time weighing the pros and cons of making my story public as I was reluctant to implicate the the individuals who were present that day so I simply decided to leave out the names and all the details that may risk my personal well-being quickly after this meeting began one of the industry colleagues who shall remain nameless like everybody else thanked us for attending he then gave the floor to a man who only introduced himself by first name and gave no other details about his personal background i think he was the owner of the residence but that was never confirmed he briefly praised all of us for the success we had achieved in our industries and congratulated us for being selected as a part as part of this small group of decision makers at this point i began to feel slightly uncomfortable in the strangeness of this gathering the subject quickly changed as the speaker went on to tell us that the respective companies we represented had invested in a very profitable industry which could become even more rewarding with our active involvement he explained that the companies we worked for had invested millions into millions into the building of privately owned prisons and that our positions of influence in the music industry would actually impact the profitability of these investments then he says i remember many of us in the group immediately looking at each other in awe and confusion at the same time i didn't know what a private prison was but i wasn't the only one sure enough someone asked this someone asked what these prisons were and what any of this had to do with music we were told that these prisons were built by privately owned companies who received funding from the government based on the number of inmates Mm -hmm. the more inmates the more the government would pay these prisons Mm -hmm. it was also made clear to us that since these prisons are privately owned as they become publicly traded we'd be able to buy shares most of us were taken back by this again a couple of people asked what this had to do with us at this point my industry colleague who had first opened the meeting took the floor again and answered our questions he told us that since our employees 
had become solid investors in this prison business, it was now in their interest to make sure that these prisons remain filled. Our job would be to help make this happen by making music which promote criminal behavior, mm. rap being the music of choice. Mm. He assured us that this would be a great situation for us because rap music was becoming an increasingly profitable market for our companies. And as employees, we also be able to buy stocks in these prisons. So that right there is pretty much that was crazy bone from bone thugs and harmony. And might I add when I was a kid growing up in the Midwest, they were like my favorite group. I used to love listening to them, but pretty much this shit happened in 1991. And what he's pretty much saying is, they were offered to sell out their own people, to exploit their own people, to, you know what I'm saying, make music that would encourage this violent behavior, which would put more people in these privately owned prisons. And then when they offer public shares, you can get shares and make even more money. I think if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, they said Michael Jordan had bought some of the stocks or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I'm like, okay, if they offer that to Bone Thugs and Harmony, you know, good and fucking well, they offered it to, they offered it to so many more artists. Yeah. And it's like the music now, like you have to take a step back and think about what the fuck you are chanting. Like we're chanting about dudes killing people. And- I know. Even Lovely T, she said she was somewhere and she said she was having a good time turning up and she said she was singing this song and she was like she said hold up she said the song was so catchy she said she didn't even realize she was singing about a whole murder yes even some of these dances they are mimicking uh young boys who have gotten killed a certain way dance they created dances to mimic that girl that's sad this is but it's like it started with them i guess i thought well for one i do feel like and i was telling nick when we was having this discussion i told her i didn't i'm an r&b person i love r&b so um i couldn't like when she was like when did this happen i said i have no idea because i'm not a rap person like i have i used to have certain songs i used to like like if it used to come on but um i'm not a rap person i prefer r&b but i do remember you know even back in the day like when you was talking about tupac like i remember they used to make songs beefing with each other Mm -hmm. you know not necessarily to the level that it's on now I think when I kind of got weary was when um, people just started being disrespectful about the dead. Yeah, I think that's that drill rap, them Chicago rappers. That is so disrespectful. Yeah. And the reason I say it's disrespectful is because I have people that I know of that have lost loved ones and when their birthday come around mother's day father's day and it's been years they're still impacted by it so it's like to do that is so disrespectful but again like they say it's the fact that these people are putting this stuff out Mm -hmm. they're allowing it to be approved for it to happen and i just feel like with black people it has just been so much that has been used to keep us divided to keep us fighting each other and i just i just wish we could do better you know i wish we could just have a mind of our fucking own and just do better and not be so caught up in money but but they also know that that is the trick they know that that's the trick they know that a lot of black people love to go out and splurge money and they love to have name brand shit so that's why just like the whole situation that's going on with Kanye now you know and people just feeling like okay well why are y'all not supporting them a lot of these people they're scared of their pockets being yeah yeah you heard uh uh King James (laughs) you heard him when he was on there he was like uh I don't support 
uh, any hate towards any group. <laughs> uh, I don't agree with any of it. Uh, he like shit. Kyrie was wrong, and uh, <laughs> she, I heard uh, Dave Chappelle did a little joke on it too. I'm about to watch that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. But again, that just is down. It's like you got to have integrity and you got to stand for something because when it comes to people presenting or you see opportunities presenting money, it's even again down to Grams and Avery or even shit Easy and Natalie and and that dude uh, who's the brother uh, jo- Josh. Josh and it's like how they do little manipulative things to try to play with the emotions especially with um easy and and that and the other two it's like their their fan base were a lot of them were kids yeah and them kids when they would see them going through breakups and shit they little hearts was just really hurt yeah and this ain't like how the soap operas used to be back in the day like for my sister for your grandma it's like they know that shit it's the stories yeah but it's like and it's like well me i don't like to look and it's probably why we take the 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 long route as far as in our growth because we don't do trendy things we don't do things to like viral things we just genuinely like to make good content and try to slide in gems and messages in the in the way through entertainment yeah but when you're just um doing any and everything and just seeing your people as like a dollar sign it's just i don't know it just seemed kind of yeah i just feel like that whole situation um with them trying to get that petition signed i feel like we're already um desensitized you know about like it's it's the same way how i told y'all about that child it was like they was in either middle school or high school and that little boy passed out and those kids was right there at him yeah and they kept walking around that fucking basketball court and and was looking at them looked at them and kept on walking somebody was on their phone saw them on the floor kept walking it's just like we are if we if we already don't have the right emotions if we allow these rappers to come out here and just blatantly put it in our face yeah i killed that motherfucker what type of world would we be yeah like what type of world your kids your grandkids your great great what type of world they gonna live in yeah and it's like (laughs) if they allow them to do that of course it's gonna open the floodgates up it's the same way how you was watching that tiktok the other day and that guy got mad in that basketball game and he went and pulled out a fucking gun yeah y'all they getting into it over a basketball game and he walks up to his bench to get his gun yeah it's like we already detached from our emotions well some people are not everyone but i think a lot of the younger generation is and if they allow them it's the same way how the music is influencing people now if they allow them to start just blatantly putting it in people's faces disrespecting families yeah i killed that person and now what i'm gonna tell you now it's like you remember how like the child is the one that's affected the most which is why a lot of industries like to target the children yeah if y'all think we're dealing with monsters and demons now you have no idea what it's gonna look like when those these kids who grew up through this shit mass shootings um just fucked up things happening in the world the travis scott all this type of shit yeah and then you, they got access to these cell phones like they have these video games to more sexual stuff yeah. than we ever had yeah just like y'all think this is something it's why we need light workers that's why we need people to spread as much light as possible we need y'all to do the shadow work and and become your best version so you can try to spread as much light as you can because yeah the the more we have light workers but just know that we got some pretty dark shit that's festering right now mm-hmm. just being real that's like currently like maybe six seven years old you know what i'm saying it's 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 in them and when they grow up to shit a teenager where they don't even know how to fucking control their emotions y'all god have mercy on us all to be honest but they had me look had me feeling like how the old folks you know how they used to say back in the day we at the end of the world yeah i was like <laughs> i don't want to say that but my mama yeah my mama and them used to say that they all did. the time they did and i'm just like baby i can only imagine what yeah. they think now they probably like oh 
that's probably why a lot of their ass stay in the house yeah it was this one really old lady i talked to i don't i don't remember who she was but she said like out of all the years that she's lived um you know different people saying oh it's the end of the world it's the end of the world she said now these days she said it's nothing like it like the worst i mean of course it's the worst it's the yeah. longest but i'm just saying like she's seen other moments you know mm-hmm. but honey i definitely think things have got because people always hand. take it a step further the music yeah. the rap music the the r&b music which is about sex the the women rapping you think these women nasty now what they rapping about oh these little girls who uh six and seven when they get uh 20 what you think they're gonna be rapping about yeah nick just made me think about um this little show we've been watching (laughs) that big mouth show oh yeah and i'm just curious i want to know how many people um was watching it because you're right because um if you was um hunching on um whatever you teddy bears when you was younger I can only imagine. Yeah, they could be using actual toys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It always goes us the next generation. They always take it a step further. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. Like we think it's bad now. What you think the younger generation gonna do? They gonna be like, oh, I remember when so and so did that. Oh, I'm gonna do this. This is what they missed. They should have did it like this. You know what I'm saying? So. And that's in both bad and good. You know, shout out to Dr. I forgot her name. She's a black doctor, a female black doctor in the U.S. She actually uh, is working on something where she feel like she um, has discovered the cure for cancer using like some laser thing. Mm. Yeah. And trying to raise money. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's good. It's good and bad. Yeah. But anyways, I guess that's going to be the end of the podcast. Um, I really hope y'all enjoy y'all Sunday night. Go and start the the week off, you know, strong. Don't jump in your phone as soon as you get up tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Do some meditation. Yeah, center yourself. Yeah, got to. You got to do it faithfully um, in, in these times. Mm-hmm. But all right. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace.